0: My new business is OpenStore. It's a very unique business, very unique concept, and essentially we are providing instant liquidity to -to direct-to-consumer e-commerce merchants for their business. Part of our value proposition to the owner of these businesses, the seller, is that we are able to provide full liquidity and we allow you to move on to your next venture. The relatability and the human element of working with small and medium-sized business owners is just, you can't beat that.
1: So on today's episode, we're going to be speaking with a co-founder at OpenStore. It's a company that provides instant liquidity for e-commerce entrepreneurs. Great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned.
2: On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies. Employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be. Use and Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and, and innovation. innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband, availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how I do to just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible converting that traffic uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic these insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand this is the 2x e-commerce podcast hosted by kumlai
1: campbell So, hi 2Xs, welcome to the 2X e commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune Campbell. Now, the 2X e commerce show is dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and e commerce teams. Each week on this podcast, we interview either a commerce expert, a founder of a digital native consumer brand, or a representative from a best in class commerce SaaS product with a tight remit to give you ideas you can test right away on your brand. So you could improve commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately your gross merchant value, GMV or sales. We're here to help you sell more sustainably. Now on today's episode, um, you're about to listen to an interview I had with Michael Rubenstein, who is a co-founder and president at OpenStore, an acquisition business. Now OpenStore is a platform that enables the rapid sale of e commerce businesses. Mm -hmm. So, essentially, their proposition is the fact that not every Shopify merchant or D2C brand can achieve the massive scale of Allbirds, Glossier, Warby Parker, Boohoo, or even ASOS, where VC funding and you know, an initial public offering actually are fundamental and critical to actually growing these businesses to to massive scale and and conglomerates. Um, there are hundreds and um, you know thousands of successful Shopify businesses with the you know a few million in revenue, talking about two million to ten million dollars in revenue, and the owners they simply have limited options for what they can do with their businesses and what to, to actually do next. So their proposition is they would. Um, essentially log into your Shopify, connect to your Shopify store, look at your historical data and, you know, give you an instant, a near instant valuation within a 24 hour, you know, period. And, um, you can close a deal in, in about a week. So they're, they're, they're building out a platform. They've been around since 2021 and and this platform essentially, um, is, it, you know, is a selling platform, is a business selling platform direct to the acquirers. If that makes sense, um, it's it's a very interesting um, um, you know conversation I, I had with him. He, we talk about um, you know how to build your business ready for sale, um, you know what to you know what what the building blocks are, you know in, in that respect, um, how they built out um, you know open store, the kind of deals that they're, they're, they're looking into and um you know, just generally um you know um what to do as a as an operator um to to just optimize you know that um that whatever exits you you're looking to to achieve they're based out in miami florida um apparently miami florida is is becoming a, a startup hub um with a great you know migration out of um you know california um there's a small hub in or growing hub in California, in um in, in Miami, um, Florida, and and they're they're part of that ecosystem. It's it's interesting because they're, they he he did mention something where, where it was like um they're not a bank, they're operators. So they, they want to operate these businesses to their fullest potential, essentially. Um interesting, interesting individual. Um he just a bit of background about Michael. Um, he, 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 he's, he's also an executive who played a key role in building two of New York's most iconic, you know, tech companies, AppNexus, which was acquired by AT&T in 2018 and DoubleClick. I remember DoubleClick's acquisition by Google in 2008. Um, so it's a super, super, you know, um, clever, clever chap, founder, um, who has other co-founders. Um, one of the co-founders is, one of his co-founders is, is in the PayPal mafia. Um, so. Yeah, um, that just gives you, I think it's Jack Abraham or is it Keith Raboy? One of them is, is, was part of the PayPal mafia. So th- there's a lot of Silicon um, you know, Valley um, brains and uh, you know cash put into this startup. And um, they, 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 they are going to be a player. They are a player in the Shopify ecosystem and your Shopify stack, if you think about it. Um, that's all I would say. Um, I have a massive announcement on the next episode. Um and um I think it's gonna be a very different episode. I just wanna say that. Besides that, we'd like to thank our how's how's the new year doing? How 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 are you? Um, you know, you guys doing this new year, how have you started the year? Um we're gonna be running some events very soon this year. Um I'm gonna do a predictions um episode um very soon also. Um and yeah, uh, I'd just like to know, you know, just Reach out to me via Twitter or LinkedIn. I really like to interact with you guys. Um, Some of you do that a lot. And I just want to thank our sponsors, you know, Clavio, Rewind, and Gorgeous. Um, You guys are magnificent. And um, yeah, listen to the pre roll, um, you know, um, ads coming next, and I shall catch you on the other side. Stay blessed. Cheers. and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K L A V I Y O dot forward slash 2x. So, welcome, Michael. I have been absolutely waiting for this conversation. Um, welcome to the 2x e commerce podcast.
0: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, could you take a, a little mo- just a, a minute or maybe two to introduce yourself and open store?
0: Sure. So I'm Michael Rubenstein. Um, I've spent the past two decades plus building um, a number of pretty iconic uh, digital marketing, digital advertising platform businesses, uh, companies that are well-known like DoubleClick and AppNexus. Um, I've been very, very close to the e-commerce space, uh, helping e-commerce merchants uh, build their business. Um, Mm -hmm. My new business is OpenStore. It's a very unique uh, business, very unique concept. And essentially, we are providing instant liquidity to -to direct-to-consumer e-commerce merchants for their business. We're buying, we're acquiring e-commerce businesses. Uh, Today, it's Shopify sellers. So Shopify-based merchants. And uh, it's a very exciting concept, really. Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, around the growth of the uh, e-commerce space and uh, providing a, a real necessary service.
1: Oh, it's it's incredible! Very, very excite- exciting. I, I, I like the term "instant liquidity" to e-commerce entrepreneurs and. You know, a, a ton of um, you know visitors, well, listeners rather. Um, you know, are, are Shopify store owners, and I also like the fact that you're you're very focused on on Shopify. So, why did you? Why is there a need? Um, wh- why is there a need now? Uh, and how did you sort of? Um, how long have you been been, been on for? And, and how did you sort of come to the ideation and um to the birth of of um of, of Open Store?
0: Yeah. Well, we started the company about a year ago, so early 2021. The concept was originally hatched by uh, one of our co-founders, Jack Abraham, who is a legendary um, entrepreneur and investor himself. He started a number of companies. And um, Keith Raboy, who's, of course, a legendary um, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, executive investor who's recently or who, who last year relocated to Miami and has been focused on building the Miami tech scene. Hmm. Um, And I think that uh, like all uh, really exciting startups, it's built around solving a problem. And I think that the problem in this particular case is that if you look over the last 10 years or so, um, the number of e-commerce merchants that have built businesses on Shopify and other platforms just exploded. Hmm. And there are literally millions of these merchants and there are not really good options for those entrepreneurs to sell their business uh, mm. when they get to the place where they've decided it's time to sell. I mean, not every entrepreneur certainly wants to sell their business. Some want to mm. operate their business in perpetuity or for a long period of time. But, you know, if you get to the point where you want to sell your business, it's time to move on to the next thing or what people have different reasons and motivations. Um, Mm -hmm. There aren't really uh, great options in the marketplace today. And we provide that at open store. So you go to open.store, provide access to your Shopify order history, um, bank data, um, some other uh, information, marketing data, Mm -hmm. and we will give you a price for the business within a business day. And, uh, (sighs) and also, um, some, you know, we recently also started providing some reporting, explaining how we get to the price that we provide as well. And as an entrepreneur, it's, it's an incredible opportunity. You can sell your business. We, we have had situations where from the time someone has come to our website, um, we've acquired their business a week later. And, you know, that is, I think a really compelling value proposition to know that as an entrepreneur, when it's time to sell. That you can do so in a way that's really clear and transparent, that's really streamlined and automated and easy, and um, and you don't have to worry or stress about a lot of the complexities that typically would be involved in in selling your business otherwise.
1: All right, so there's a lot to unpick from from what you you just said. Um, the your turnaround times are just unheard of, um, which. Sounds to me like the, there's a lot of automation, you know, going on on there. You you did allude to the fact that um you you probably have like a Shopify connector, which um obviously gets all their sales records over you know a period of time, um, as well as the fact that um you you're able to they they need to I think upload their bank statement. Is that all that's required from from merchants um, who who are looking to sell their business, or do you need other data points?
0: Yeah. Um... We actually just connect to the bank account via Plaid. Um, okay, you know if, if people provide uh, a P and L statement or some financial statements, that's great. But again, we strive to make it as easy as possible so that people can connect us with the information we need to price the mm-hmm. business within minutes. And okay. then um, from our side, yes, you're correct. We have built automation um, and algorithms that. Um, you know, essentially look at this data that we ingest about your business and allow us to turn around a price so quickly. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's exactly what we've invested in. It's making it really streamlined and automated.
1: Okay, so you're kind of like generating a P&L from the data you see in in Shopify, um, but there, there are things that do not reflect in Shopify, such as like cost of goods, um, how you figure in, you know, other expenses, or cogs, you know, in, into the mix.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, to the extent that people have that information and they upload it uh, to us in the form of financial statements, that's helpful. But as I mentioned before, we'll also um, connect to uh, bank information and try yeah. to reconstruct that as best as we can as well. Got it. And so,
1: yeah. So that's why it's important to keep your personal, you know, um, expenses away from your business. So, you know, in for valuations such as this, everything is nice and clean, you know, you know, the expenses there are related to the business and the business alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That makes a, a ton of sense. Um, are you operating just in the US? Um, so can you acquire UK businesses? Um, or what does um, your, your, your um, jurisdiction look like?
0: Uh, today we're acquiring US based businesses. I would expect that we'll be buying, we will be acquiring businesses outside the US at some point, but um, today we're focused. We're, we're you know, as I mentioned, relatively new at this and starting okay. with US based businesses.
1: there are some UK businesses that um, predominantly um, sell in the US just to fact that, just given the fact that um, you know, the, the US is five times our market size. Um, so they, they might have like US um, versions of the UK site. Would, would they be in consideration or are you looking to just purchase U.S. entities?
0: Um, it's a good question. I think we probably could uh, acquire a business if the majority of the business is in the U.S. market at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend that UK-based merchants, if you're interested, go to open.store there's no Mm -hmm. downside to giving us your information and receiving a price for your business. I mean, Mm. at minimum, you'll get a sense of what we think your business is worth and why, which I think tends to be really um, good information, helpful information for people to have. And um, we'll go from there.
1: Incredible. So you you alluded to the fact that you've been around for for just about a year. Um, So how many businesses has Open Store acquired thus far?
0: Yeah, we've acquired, um, dozens of businesses at this point. We really didn't start, as I mentioned, we, we started the company a year ago, but we spent the first six months or so really building the foundational team and building those foundational, um, algorithms and workflow that would help us to automate and streamline that, um, M and A process that you mentioned before. So we really started, um, acquiring businesses in the late summer or early fall. Um, and, uh, And we've acquired, as I mentioned, dozens. And now it's really uh, ramping quickly. Um, I would say it's quite normal for us to acquire multiple businesses per week at this point. And uh, things are moving quickly.
1: Okay. Um, Just one other question around, um, again, this is just a a bit of a complexity um, glitch, which is like multi-channel Shopify stores um, in which maybe Shopify is a mothership. And um, they're doing maybe twenty percent on the marketplace resorts. Um, how how do you sort? Of, would they only be selling the Shopify business, um, or is is this is this something you you just don't touch from, from your perspective? No, we're, well
0: we're buying uh, the whole business, so we're not just buying the Shopify portion of the business. Um, At this point, at this moment, we're looking for businesses that are predominantly Shopify-based, where the majority of the business is coming in through Shopify. We understand that some merchants monetize through some other channels, and so we'll still price or acquire businesses that have that characteristic. But Mm -hmm. if there's too much business, more than a a small portion coming through other channels at this point, um, uh, that's not in our sweet spot. But, um, yeah, we're looking today for predominantly shopify based businesses, and I would expect over time we'll expand that
1: Got it got it okay so let, let's talk multiples you know um so um what, what kind of um I'm just trying to project for for listeners um you know they, they know their their gross margins or their bitter, you know what, what have you um so what kind of multiples should they expect um from open store
0: It really varies. By business. And I think that is, um, you know, part of what we're doing here is we're not offering a multiple for your business. We are actually looking at what the data says about your business. And we are determining essentially, um, you know, how valuable we believe the business will be in the future. Because our plan is, you know, we acquire these businesses, as I mentioned, and we move them over to our platform and we, um, we operate our intention is to operate and build and grow these businesses for the long term so businesses clearly that we have reason to believe have a fantastic trajectory ahead of them will be priced uh well and businesses that are declining or maybe aren't profitable or we can't see the path less so so it it really varies i would say more than multiple i would encourage people to think about you know the quality of the business you know are the mm. is the business profitable is it growing um are customers um coming back and buying uh routinely from the company um you know are there uh, uh is there interesting new product development that's happening that allows um uh customers increasingly to buy more and more from the merchant uh, those are the kinds of things that we're looking at
1: Incredible, interesting. Um, I was going to. I was going to speak to your. I was going to ask you to speak to your long term vision for for the brand. Um, I think in the notes I have, um, yeah, that there's um, a mention of the fact that not every e commerce business is going to be like an All bird or a Warby Pack or a Glossier. Um, does Open Source intend to find these diamond in the rough, um, you know, brands essentially, and, and scale them to, to to Warby Parker or who have you?
0: I mean, certainly, I think there are some brands out there that have that potential. And we will provide the investment and the care for those brands to do so. Um, So, yeah, I think that uh, it's, I think, inevitable that some of the brands that we acquire in this large portfolio will have that kind of potential. And I think we're bringing the team, the talent, the technology, the financial hefts, um, to the table to be able to invest in, and grow these businesses and help them realize their full potential.
1: Incredible. So, are you going to carry over their existing teams? You know, for for like brands that have teams, or um, is it your your people? Um, are you going to have cross functional teams or very specific teams per brand? How what does it look like post acquisition? Yeah.
0: Part of our value proposition to the owner of these businesses, the seller is that we are able to provide full liquidity. Um, and we allow you to move on to your next venture. And Mm -hmm. so there is a brief transition period after the sale. I mean, it could be weeks, uh, you know, um, as, as fast as possible is great for us. And then we take over the operations of these businesses. Um, and so you know, the founders, the, the operators of these businesses don't come along with the acquisition. They may have some staff or some um, relationships um, in operating the businesses that we determine are important to keep on as part of the transition. And we evaluate that as part of our diligence um, and transition period. But, um, you know, I think our clear value proposition to the entrepreneur is that we allow you to get liquidity for the business and move on to whatever is next.
1: Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. What about verticals? Um, are you um, biased to certain verticals? Um, are you open to to, to to any and every vertical? I mean, there there's some, you know, gray, you know, area of verticals such as, um, you know, CBD, hemp, um, you know, Vaping, I don't know. Um, just you open to to all all verticals.
0: Yeah, we're we're relatively uh, vertical agnostic at this stage. I mean, mm. if uh, a merchant comes in and they represent a category or they have a product line that just really doesn't fit with our portfolio, we'll let them know. But we like to say that we're we're um, category or vertical agnostic today.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents Accidents happen. happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store this is simply untrue they don't myth busted so what do you do you use rewind rewind will protect shopify and bigcommerce stores with automatic backups rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error misbehaving apps or collaborators gone bad It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for two X's. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind. You'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. gorgeous.com that's g-o-r-g-i-a-s.com and mention 2x e-commerce podcast for two months free that is gorgeous.com for two months free just mention 2x e-commerce one other question um it's like um off field question really has got to do with um why why didn't you become amazon aggregators um it it it, it just sounds like uh like you guys are consolidating at scale, um, you know, D2C e commerce brands on Shopify. Um, you're, 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 scale- mm-hmm. you're doing almost the same thing, you know, aggregators are doing. So, so why didn't you opt for the sort of Amazon aggregator, um, you know, model? And just, just you're thinking, okay. I'll, I'll really be interested to know why.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, the thing we have in common with the Amazon aggregators is that we're both acquiring businesses. Um, but I really think the comparisons end there. <laughs> there are so many differences between the businesses that we are, the business we're building and the business that we typically see in the Amazon aggregation space. I mean, for one, um, you know, we have a very short, uh, very quick turnaround period, obviously, and have invested a lot in automation for the m and process itself so i i think some of the amazon merchants have quoted that you know the process could take months to hmm. sell businesses again we're aiming for days uh, or weeks here um also obviously you know amazon aggregators are interested in marketplace sellers we're interested in direct to consumer sellers and brands um you know i i think that uh you know there's just the e-commerce space is a big vibrant space and um yeah uh i think we've chosen our direction our path and clearly we're interested in working with and acquiring and operating ourselves uh direct to consumer businesses
1: super super interesting um do, do you have any customer stories you know um any anything really memorable, um, from, from, from an open source from acquisition standpoint, I really want to, 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 to get into the, the eyes and feet of a, of an entrepreneur who's, um, you know, been running their business and, um, they, they approached yourselves and eventually, you know, um, sold and how life changing, you know, was, was that process. Um, how smooth was the process and how life changing, um, was, was the, the experience, you know, um, with yourselves.
0: Yeah, well one of the really cool things about OpenStore, one of the things I enjoy most is just working with entrepreneurs. Uh, especially for me having built and sold businesses before which were large enterprises working with big corporate customers, which is always fun, but you know the the relatability and the human element of working with small and medium-sized uh, business owners is just you can't beat that. Um, you know it's so fun to work with people every day who are pouring their heart and soul into building these businesses and want to see them land in a great place, want to receive a fair um, offer uh, when they're ready to sell. I mean it's it's really really gratifying. So one that comes to mind is our first uh, seller actually was um, a company called Farm Foods. Um, it was started just before the pandemic by an entrepreneur who'd previously had a um, career in HR working at companies like Tesla. And um, essentially, it's online meat uh, delivery, uh, organic meats and across you know uh, a variety of different um, uh, you know meat, poultry and so forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a category that really um, took off during the pandemic. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, more and more people are ordering their meat for delivery online mm-hmm. as opposed to going to their local grocery store, especially given the fact that um, these meats are locally sourced and organic mm-hmm. and sustainable and so forth and So um, the business experienced a lot of growth in a short period of time during mm-hmm. the pandemic, and the founder felt like it was the right time to sell the business um, and Move to uh, the next adventure for herself, but also um, put it in the hands of uh, folks who were expert at and passionate about scaling the business and really fully realizing the vision and the opportunity for the business. And so, we acquired Farm Foods; it was our first brand, and it's been it's been great. It's been really exciting. It's been a win for us. Um, you know, we now own this fantastic brand and a. Really interesting space that has high potential, and are excited about growing it. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, a win for the entrepreneur, a multi-million-dollar payout that um, you know ultimately can be uh, uh, the source of uh, you know uh, fuel for whatever it is that that uh, she's going to pursue next in life.
1: Incredible, and and it's 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 also it's almost like a habit forming product. It's um, it's sorry product category, you know, groceries, you, you'd always buy groceries. So I can imagine their retention rates were were up the roof and, you know, um, that predictability of you know, future revenue, you know, would have just piled up their their value, um, I, I, I presume, um, given the fact that it was such a young business, because you, you did say um, it started at the, you know, probably March of 2020, um, at the start of the pandemic, March mm-hmm. or. Q2 or, or Q one of um you know 2020. I think it
0: started a little before then, but but it really okay. took off
1: during then, that period. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Um going back to one of the um points I one of the questions I asked um prior, which is I, I want to sort of get into there's some the reason I want to ask this question I'm gonna ask is because there's some um entrepreneurs listening or watching this episode now who are uh, like fired up um, in regards to wanting to sell their business for um, the highest value possible. They're thinking, okay, how can I maximize value now? I've been running my business for X amount of months or years. And um, I'm, I'm actually thinking, I've been thinking about an exit, you know, at some point. Um, what are the key components they should be looking at? So when they get to open store, Open Dot open.store, um, which is your website. Yep. Bingo, as in a, you know, you guys have a, a life changing, you know, um, give them a life changing deal um, now. So it's, it's really th- forward thinking, really. Um, so, so, what layers or um, what, should, what should they start thinking about um, from, from a growth, um, um, from a val- value growth perspective?
0: Yeah. I don't, well, a couple of thoughts. I mean, one is you don't have to plan or think too much before mm-hmm. going to Open.Store. You can come to us, give us your information. And, as I mentioned, it takes minutes to give us access uh, to you know shopify orders, your bank data, facebook uh, marketing spend. We'll turn around a price in a bit in a business day and uh, we'll give you access to really helpful information as to um, how we're arriving at the price that we're arriving at and so you don't have to like prepare for months to um you know to be able to come to our website and and submit uh, and uh, you know we recognize some people will come and they'll price their business and they may decide a year from now that they want to sell and they can come back then and do it again. It's totally fine mm-hmm. uh, we encourage people to engage with us and to begin that relationship um, in terms of what we are looking for it's it's the same stuff that an entrepreneur is looking for when they're growing their business which is um because again we're not uh, we're not bankers we're we're operators ourselves so our intention is to continue to operate and grow these businesses and so we want to know that you know the business is growing that the business um is profitable or on a path to profitability we want to know that um, customers like the products, and that they're coming back and buying the products again and again. Um, we want to see that there's, uh, um, you know, innovation happening in the space. Uh, you know, I think that we're um, we're we're going to want to see that um, marketing can be done efficiently, uh, cost effectively, and efficiently, and so forth with these customers. So it's um, it's yeah, just pretty much the basics that any entrepreneur. Uh, we'll be looking at when they're running their own business as well.
1: Incredible, incredible. Um, can I ask you a just a, a general question, which is um, what what what's the what's your outlook um, for e-commerce in in 2021, uh, 2022, um Given that this is the start of the year, <laughs> still used to calling the year twenty twenty one. But but what what is your outlook um, from from your personal perspective from you're you're going through a lot of deal flow. Um, you're also, um, you know, speaking with entrepreneurs on a daily basis. Um, just yeah, I'd, I'd like you to to give your perspective of 2022 with the context of what has already happened in 2021 and 2020.
0: Yeah, I mean, clearly we're coming out of a multi-year period where e-commerce growth has just been pretty phenomenal. Um, I think the tailwinds of the pandemic have helped the growth of the sector um i think that there are some near-term challenges i mean you have supply chain issues which of course are well documented well understood and much discussed at this point um you also have um just tougher year-on-year comps i think you know the uh the ability to continue to grow at the rate at which uh you know an entrepreneur may have seen growth over the last couple of years is, um, you know, it gets, it gets harder and harder every year. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, there are, uh, if you zoom out, I think the macro view on the e-commerce space is incredible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in this space, we're all in this space because we believe tremendously in the 10-year Uh, growth of the space but i think there are near-term challenges and of course what we see working with entrepreneurs is you know access to financing access to liquidity access to things like that also doesn't really exist very well right now Mm -hmm. and uh, that's part of the problem that we are here to try to help address
1: absolutely um just very very well put Michael, it's, it's, it's been an, an absolute pleasure having you. But before I let you go, we have um, what we call our, our fire, rapid fire section. It's, it's, a, it's a list of about six, seven questions. Um, and I asked them if you could answer each of them with a single sentence. Um, it would be brilliant. We want to know a little bit about you. And that is the purpose of this section of the podcast. Great. All right. Um, what advice would you give to yourself five years ago?
0: Um, well, five years ago, I was running my, oh, I'm sorry. You really want the rapid fire answer. <laughs> um, nice.
1: Buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, are you a morning person? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, what's your daily morning routine?
0: Oh, I wake up and, um... Do my best thinking first thing in the morning. So, to the extent that I can, um, try to give myself some space to um, think through hmm. uh, the toughest problem that I have on my plate, hmm. and um, and then move on to you know family time, uh, workout, work the <laughs> usual. The All
1: right. What two things can't you live without?
0: Um. Certainly, my family means everything to me Mm -hmm. and um i think uh interesting challenges interesting challenges
1: what book are you currently reading or listening to
0: um uh, a colleague of mine recommended a fitness book to me that i started reading which uh is i I need to get
1: through i I can't remember the name right now but okay no worries no worries um Final question is, what's been your best mistake to date? By that, I mean a setback that's given you the biggest feedback. Um,
0: I would say that, um, you know, I, I've learned a lot from hires that I've made, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that in some respects, probably more from the bad hires. Mm. Um, and I think I've learned, uh, it's, it's helped me understand a lot better um, who my colleagues should be, who to bring into the business. And um, yeah, it's very helpful on a day-to-day basis as we're hiring and rapidly scaling up this business at OpenStore. So um, mm. that's, that's, that's what comes to mind.
1: Michael, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, we're going to link to Open Store. It's just open.store um, yes. for those who, who want to, who listen. Just, it, it's, it's really um, memorable. And um, uh, where are you guys most active on from a social media perspective? So for those who want to just follow what you guys are doing, um, what, what are the best platforms to, to follow Open Store?
0: Uh, I would say Twitter or LinkedIn. Okay. Are you active in either? yourself yes uh somewhat Uh um, okay, okay. more on linkedin but um yes the company is very active um on both platforms
1: okay um yes we'll link to all your profiles it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you learning more about open source and um your thank you thank you
0: yeah thank you so much it's been a pleasure cheers cheers mm-hmm.